This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Mel. I'm Helen. And I'm Janet. Welcome to 2022, y'all. Woohoo! Wait, what? It's a brand spanking new year. Here, two, 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 with the zero in between. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it just, this just hit me that it's 2022. 2022. This yeah. is so crazy. But yes, we have a new year upon us. And with that, we wanted to do something fun today. So one self-care activity that I do every morning for the past year is future self-journaling. I've always been a fan of writing out my thoughts to better process my feelings, but sometimes it can be really hard to journal without prompts at your fingertips. With future self-journaling, it has prompts you answer, which ultimately helps you think about the day and set your intentions. Yes, and I've heard about this format many times now, but never done it myself, so I was very excited to try this out today. And Mel was sharing with us how this journaling format really did help her as well. So today, we are going to explore another version of future self-journaling. Yeah, so before today's recording, we all spent some time writing out in detail a future day in the life. And, you know, now it being a brand new year is as good as time as any to do an exercise like this. Uh, Mel, you said you heard about this from Jen M, right? Yeah, so I watched Jen M's vlogs, and Jen M was actually the one that inspired me to even start future self-journaling. So when she shared this prompt a while back, I tried it out with my friend Justin, and the results were actually very telling of the current mindset you're in, and it shares some of our deepest desires. So I'm very excited to hear what you both wrote and what it can possibly reveal about the life you actually want. Mm. So, Jay, you're kicking us off again. <laughs> okay, I'm going to forewarn you that um, if you ever look in my journal, I journal very sporadically and kind of all over the place. So this is not a very formal, sensical letter. I did a little bit of outlining and some of it maybe came in stanzas like a poem so oh <laughs> and here's the thing i want to say because i remember when i shared this exercise with you all you both were like okay so what am i writing exactly because i think with this activity just to give you all context it feels like you're live journaling or like waking dream journaling i don't know if that makes any sense but mm. you're letting whatever visions come in your mind to just like to put it on paper so, so it's, it's a okay. little stream of consciousness exactly right? okay some of the parts are going to be really descriptive and other parts might be bullet points so here we go i'm excited letter to myself dear janet the year is 2031, you're 46 years old, you open your eyes, and you sit up to meditate. But then I was like, wait, I'm going to start over. So this is how I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> I love this already. This is like how my journal entries are. Okay. I turn my head, take a deep breath in, and from behind my eyelids, I see and feel a subtle but engulfing warmth of sunlight. I open my eyes, and the folds of comforters and sheets meet my gaze, an ocean of soft and supporting waves. The room is filled with variations of whites and creams kissed in natural light. I lift my hand, his grasp in mine, morning meditations. 
Aww. So she added a person, Mel, in case you're. <laughs> that looks a little confused. <laughs> yeah. 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 Also, I was thinking that when you turn your head, you're going to smell some stank ass breath. I was like, waiting for that to come. But no. So that, that was kind of like the first part. Yeah. I love it so far. Yeah. To the kitchen lively with little feet, he plates the breakfast items for them, bending down and pausing to look them in the eye, tell a joke, and kiss their foreheads. We sit and eat and laugh, and I feel lively but at peace. The drop off to school, and he and I return home, we work together. A studio space, desks nearby, we have four to five projects or businesses between us. The kids go from school to their after school activities. It's another parent's turn in the carpool to take them. And as they are going to their activities, I prepare dinner tonight. He had prepared dinner last week. The kids return, we sit and eat and share our days. After dinner, we read and we watch TV and we head to bed early. And so that was kind of a more detailed section. And, and then I added a little bit of layers of like other details. So you can kind of get the sense of my day was I wanted to get up, meditate, journal and work, breakfast and school drop off meetings, work together, dinner, family time, bed. But I wanted to start my morning at 5 a.m. 10 years from now, you can manifest that and yeah. create, a, create a habit. Yes. So that was my my entry letter journal Aww. thing. I loved <laughs> it. it. It's so descriptive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That makes me, I feel like that's going to happen in like five years, Jay. Yeah. Oof. I, I feel like everything, it was very poetic. It was very beautiful. And like it painted this like vivid picture, like when the mm-hmm. bedroom scene, like the cream the, and the white. Yes. The, t- the touches of the, the sunlight hitting things. And also like the lively footsteps in the kitchen. Like mm. I just pictured this like, very, you know, usually when you're in the morning, we're getting your kids ready for school. This is just based on television. Uh, it's always like kind of a hectic morning, but there's something kind of nice about it. Yeah. 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 Dang. Writing this letter, did anything surprise you, Jay? Like, or was the day you wrote kind of what you expected? Um, so it's funny that you say you talked about like how in a lot of TV shows, this is what you picture, right? So that's why at the... At the end, I was like writing this out and then I kind of thought and I was like, am I just writing out what is like a fantastical image based off of what I what I've been fed by media? And this is like a weird thing to think about. But then it was like, is this really Janet like what you want? Mm -hmm. And um, and I think because I had focused so much on the little descriptors and the visuals and if I peel that back, probably the base of my like, what are the things that I did want? Meditation for me and having my partner share in that is something that's like. A, it's reflective of wanting us to have similar values in having our own time for ourselves, right? And then a lively kitchen and him helping with the food, it was like sharing tasks. But it, in the reality, when I flash forward like 10 years, it may not be as picturesque. It may not be, you know, white color or like the, the white and bright cream colored lights. Um, and I think I say some of this because I was writing this down for my fantasy. And in, in so many conversations I've had with my friends in the last like year when year and a year and a half of all of them having like two kids I've both seen and I've heard on the phone like this is not always how it goes (laughs) so I think for me in some ways it was catching myself to be like it's nice to dream and but focus on the important parts of that letter and it's not going to have to match exactly Hmm. I think it's less so about the dreamy fantastical nature of it's nice to paint it that way but then the the core the foundation of who's there Mm -hmm. and what's there and what you're doing is what you're looking forward mm-hmm. to. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the part about like between you two, you have four to five businesses running. Like yeah, yeah. you are a CEO. You are, you know, boss of your life, it sounds like. I guess, yeah. And I'd written projects or businesses because mm. the way that I envision um, and uh, like I think I am someone who's always likes doing a couple of different things. And I imagine that I think with my ideal partner, he might also, I mean, 
right now, I don't know, like it, it'd be nice if he also shares that. And if we were to have two people coming together like that, we might, our way of a, a career might look different than mm. other people's, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane also, did something come out that you didn't expect about writing this letter? Mm. Something that I did not expect. I think, you know, there was a moment when I was writing out the part of like the kids and they're going to have after school activities and it's parents that are like taking turns in the carpool. It actually made me reflect a lot on my own personal childhood. And then it made me think, am I writing this out because I really want it? Or is it because of I'm reflecting what I think a childhood should or like how mm. I, it should be with my kids? So I don't know if that's the answer. Does that make sense that I'm answering yeah, yeah. question in terms of it came out were not expected because it made me question like, okay, I'm writing a, a perfect day in my life, but is this really what I want? Or is it because this is just the way that I grew up and is that really what I want for my kids? Mm. Does that make sense? That, no, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. I think it's also interesting how your mind goes there too though. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's very fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's the what you have known and mm-hmm. what you were happy with in your childhood are the pieces that you're going to want to replicate for your kids in the future oh, for sure. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it I, that was the part that was a little unexpected to me as I was writing it out. I started visualizing like um you know when I was younger and I was in ballet, it was me and this other girl and our parents took turns like driving mm-hmm. us. So I just imagined that for my kids and I was like, "Wait, why do I imagine that?" It's just cuz that's the way I grew up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is that really what I want? But did you envision where this home would be and mm. how many pitter-patters are there? <laughs> oh, that's a good, just, those just are good curious. questions. Just yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't have like a, like a geographical place. I just knew the visions though of having like a well-lit home, no matter where that is. I think for me, it's more that. That's true. You've always said that your space and the lighting is really important mm-hmm. to your yeah. happiness. Yeah. yeah, so any any place with sunshine i guess so maybe that that takes out some places in the world where it's there's not a lot of sunshine um and and then in terms of little feet i envisioned like three even though i always say two on a logical level so six or four feet yeah six or four feet (laughs) (laughs) i'm over here thinking about little foot from the dinosaur (laughs) oh Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But I maybe we're it. just, I mean, I think the presence of some children. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Okay. So that's nine years from now because you said 2032. Yeah. 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 In terms of the time period that you chose, mm. why was it 10 years from now and not say like five or six years from now? Mm, that's a very good question. I wanted to give 10 years to be able to, I mean, some of it was the, I knew I wanted to write kids in there and 10 years is a big is a big window, but um, but being realistic about my age, if they're pittery pattering feet, working backwards, they'd have to be toddler age, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah, it could work out for me that I don't, if if I do have children one day, it might happen my early forties. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a possibility. Um, what do you think it revealed about your values and your desires and your goals in life? Um, so very much in terms of like that, the fact that I wrote meditation in there mm-hmm. and that my hand would be in his when we woke up in the morning, um, there is something to me very valuable about my future partner 
also being someone who exercises these like self-care things through things, whether it's meditation or um, having their like run in the morning or whatever it is, or, or their journaling session, that that's something that they do. Um, and that's something that we would have time to maybe not do at the same time, but in this ideal morning, it would have been nice if we could do that together. So the other value, uh, when I said that he would be plating their breakfast um, and that in the middle of plating their breakfast that he would bend down, look them in the eye, kiss them and joke with them. It's the desire of having a partner who shares some of those tasks 50-50 and also is going to be really engaged with our kids. Um, I think it takes, it's, there's a lot of ways you can look at bringing up a child as like, are they just like alive and are they well? But it's like to look at them because they are a person, mm. make eye contact with them. To tell a joke to someone means that you are connecting with them in some way, right? Um, and then a kiss on the forehead. Um, so affection, showing affection. Um, and then even when I said preparing our dinner, like that I was going to do it because he had the night before, the week before, it was also, again, that kind of sense of teamwork. Um, and then when I say you know, during the middle of the day that we're going to be in a studio space and that we have our desks nearby and that we have different, whether it's businesses or projects or just four or five different things that we're each kind of managing between us and that we have this co-office space, right? Mm -hmm. So that we would be living, basically in this ideal world, it's like we are both working from home today, whether that's the way it always is or that there's a day in the week where that happens and that we can kind of be amidst each other, whether we're collaborating on those projects or separate. Oh, I feel like these are things you actually shared in passing with us of what you wanted. So it makes sense that you wrote this into your your future self. So now, you know, now that you shared like your letter with us and it pretty, I mean, it's really clear your values and things you desire. Uh, what are some active ways you can do moving forward to get closer to your ideal day in the life? Things that I can do moving forward. I think anything that I described here, which is maintaining self-care, maintaining my meditation practice, um, little feet on the floor, continuing to, and also having the partner is just continuing to push myself to be open and vulnerable, to find the right partner who wants the same things or enough of the same things. Um, dinner and breakfast, I'll get better at cooking to be able to actively participate in that. Um, and then the the lifestyle that I envision of being in a, in a studio space and being able to work from home, I think um, more and more I feel like that can be accomplished in many different ways, actually. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, I think being open-minded probably and just continuing to do what I'm doing. I like that. Jay, thanks for kicking us off. It's a good letter. Thank you. I agree. I'm excited for your future. <laughs> I just hear Peter patter now. Yeah, I just <laughs> want to be a fly on your wall now. I don't know about you, but it feels like a lot of my friends are now getting on that baby train. If you have a friend who is also expecting or have little ones still in diapers, I always recommend Pampers Swaddlers. With Pampers Swaddlers, you can also rest assured that this diaper will prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Swaddlers has dual leak guard barriers at the legs to help protect where leaks happen most. And they have a blowout barrier, which is an innovative back pocket built into the diaper to help prevent those messy leaks up the back. Did you know that on average, babies will use up to 8,000 plus diapers before becoming potty trained? That is a lot. That's why Pampers Diaper Stash is the hottest baby gift for 2024. So give a gift to a loved one that says, we see you and we've got you. Pampers Diaper Stash is an online diaper fund that all parents with little ones will love. You can organize friends and family to contribute to a group gift of an online stockpile that never has to run out. 
Pampers Diaper Stash is great because it takes the guesswork out of choosing what size and how many diapers to gift. It's so easy to do, and it's the gift that always fits. So that was my letter. I'm curious, Helen, how did you take this kind of assignment or this prompt? A future day in your life. So I think I, I definitely wrote this a little bit differently mm-hmm. and I don't know how to describe it, so I'm just going to go into it. <laughs> um, okay, but this is a letter to my future self. Here we go. All right. Dear future self, where you are now reading this letter is five years removed from when your past self wrote this letter to you. It's exciting to think that you know all that's happened over these past five years, how much you've grown and how much more you've come to accept yourself and how much you've become the unapologetic version of you that you knew was in you all along. It must be crazy having five kids now. Oh, whoa. That escalated quickly. Just kidding. (laughs) Maybe two kids, full toddlers running around the house acting like they own the place. Is your furniture still white? Are your walls still brand new and pristine like it was five years ago? What are the dents in the tables and chairs that only you can see and will always have memories of how they came to be? Which corner of the house do you use for time out? What is the name of your children? At this moment, they haven't even breathed their first breath yet. Yet your hands are full and your heart even fuller than it has ever been. I know it's been tough these past few years, all the transitions and changes and doubts about your identity and if you're doing enough as a mom, but you are. Knowing you, you're figuring out life as you go, taking things spontaneously and doing the absolute best that you can. Five years ago, during the weeks leading up to giving birth to your first, you started to feel like you were losing on to hope, that this unwavering confidence that you've always had was starting to diminish. With every drop of a hard drive, every bump into and breaking of something around the house, your body and your mind so foggy and foreign, filled with concern and uncertainty, that even looking at a sunset that once took your breath away, you couldn't find gratitude in the beauty of it any longer. I'm sure things have been tougher since then but I truly hope you found your core again. That fun-loving, easygoing, Sagittarius girl that has always been with you your whole life. The big kid in you, but now with just a few more responsibilities as a mom. How's Philip, by the way? How is he as a dad? Is he a bad cop or a good cop? I think it depends on if you had a girl or a boy. He'll probably be too soft on the girl and wanting to already grow a solid man of the boy. Mm -hmm. He has so many dreams and aspirations, and five years ago, he was working so hard night and day to build a foundation for your family and for it to be a comfortable one. You've always, always believed in his success, even if he was uncertain of his own path. You knew knew that there was no way someone with that level of conviction and integrity and passion that he has would not make it in this world. I hope he's content and still driven and still your goofball of a husband that randomly grabs your arm up and dances with you in the middle of the living room, finding quiet moments with you amidst the noise of a full family and a full house. I hope he's happy too. Speaking of house, I wonder if you've moved on to a new one. Just letting you know, that was planned five years ago. But if not, I can see how you've fallen in love with your starter home too. We did put a lot of work into it and made it a pretty nice one to live in. Are you still growing green beans, mandarin oranges, lemons, herbs in your garden? Is that fig tree finally alive and thriving? That one took a while. I hope it's okay now. And is Annie and Ray and the rest of your family close by? Did they finally move from Boston? Tyler and Riley are giant humans now. My goodness, how time flies. How is ABG, Mel and Janet? Are they married? (laughs) Have y'all taken over the world yet? 
What a dream it was five years ago to have started ABG and built it out of the passions of your souls. Five years ago, we had every intention to keep this going for as long as we can. And with all the new opportunities coming our way, the world truly felt and hopefully still feels like your oyster. The possibilities limitless. Are y'all best-selling authors now? Did you finally go on that speaking tour that you wanted to do together? Do you have a team of more than 25? Is your community thriving and self-sufficient? Man, I wish I could see what ABG is like five years from now, where you are now. It excites me to think that these past two years, since going full-time, we've already accomplished so much. And in five years' time, yeah, we'll take over the world. I hope that with every growth and decision made, you, Mel and Janet, will all have stayed close friends basically family and i hope your unspoken mantra remains friendship over business always lastly future self i hope you are reading this and shaking your head wishing you could go back in time to tell me that everything is going to be more than okay from these last few weeks before my current life has changed forever with a child i hope you're in a place where you know that it was all worth the fear to get to a place of happiness i hope you wake up each morning excited and happy to be alive that you finally found your voice that you've finally been able to share your full story that you're able to speak about your dark days that you fought through and that those learning experiences are now far behind you, but ones that have inevitably defined you. I hope you are a light to others and that you inspire them to be more present, passionate, and full of life. Helen, I cannot wait to meet you. Love your past self. Aww. Aww. That was my letter to myself in five years. I love that uh, it's very Helen-like to add in the humor in the beginning where you're like, five kids, just kidding. <laughs> and just like the little pokes that you did of like, um, of of playing with this exercise, knowing that it's writing to yourself and in the future. I loved, yeah, that getting yeah. That, that bit of your humor in mm-hmm. there. I just find it really, just pulling back, it's really fascinating how we each took this assignment. And it shows maybe kind of what... In some ways, it shows how different we are mm-hmm. and how we want to process. And also maybe in some ways, this letter or this excitement is serving a thing that we might be needing in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I think hearing your letter, there's some, there's a level of hope and sincerity and like, um, this one, this sounds really weird, but there's this quote I saw on Tumblr recently. It's like, how everyone has an angel they want to protect inside. And mm-hmm. I feel that letter is kind of similar to that. There's a sense of like new changes are about to happen. You're about to evolve into someone else, but you still want to protect this angel who, who's, you, who's truly who you are. Mm-hmm. So I got that vibe reading this letter. So thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Was there anything in the letter that you wrote that surprised you after you wrote it? Yeah, I think writing this letter definitely did surprise me because I wrote it in a way where I reflected a bit on where I am now and where I want to be in the future. And where I am, I think, in this moment right now is just not like a great place mentally. Like everything tangibly with what's happening is great, but mentally... Like I'm struggling pretty badly, at least in this moment, you know, like the days leading up to the life changing event. And writing this did give me hope that this is not going to be my forever. Mm. I think I'm usually very good at removing myself from a situation to see things from a bird's eye view and know that everything is going to be okay. But these these past few weeks have been incredibly difficult and I feel like my perspective has narrowed to the point where, I don't know if this is the right idiom, but I, I can't see the painting beyond just the brush strokes, mm. right? Like I'm so close to what is happening right now that it's hard to just zoom out. So I think writing this letter was more cathartic than I expected because I really had to remove myself from the now and talk about myself five years from now, knowing mm. that this period of my life is not going to be forever. And I guess... That is one of the benefits of writing a letter like this. It really does help to put hope into perspective. 
Um, another thing that kind of surprised me as I was writing this was when I wrote that Tyler and Riley are giant humans now and oh my goodness how time flies like man that made me really think that one day they're not going to be these cute innocent little humans anymore and that I really am grateful in this moment for what I do have and what I will miss so when I wrote about like not appreciating sunsets and just being like so doom and gloom it's like dude, take a moment, like, this is the reality, and it's it's beautiful what it is right now, so I think that part of the exercise revealed a lot for what I am grateful for right now, too. Mm. I could, for some weird way, Helen, I mean, when you're sharing about being so close to the painting, I think I could really resonate with you in other ways, even being a different part of my life, or a different period of my life. I had this thought the other day, because I went to a coffee shop, and it was my place of it's, when I go to coffee shops, I actually feel really good. I went in, I just was really sad. And I was like, why do I feel like this? Mm. And I think sometimes this sadness or this like this feeling of like, I guess like negative feelings comes from a place of not wanting to be there anymore, but not knowing how to get out mm. or not knowing or feeling like, it's like feeling like I'm stuck here. Like I'm here. I had to accept that. But like, I don't, I don't like this. It's kind of like when they said, people say, you're always going to find the light at the end of the tunnel. But the reality is when you're in the tunnel, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and you're kind of like, okay, like I get it, but I, I'm still here. And how do I deal with these feelings in this tunnel? Yeah. How do I even find that little like glimpse of light? And I, so I could resonate with you because I think for me, I was trying to like reframe. I'm like, why do I feel, because I feel like for me, I'm in this waiting period. I'm like in the waiting, waiting in the wings period of like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm about to become someone new but I'm not that new person yet. So I'm waiting to be that person versus like, but I also want to escape where I'm at too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just hard because it's just like, one, you don't want to be there. But another thing I realized is like, all right, let's pull back, which I think it's great that the letter you're able to do that because this is, this is one temporary and two, I was like, maybe if I had to like be really woo woo about this, maybe there's like my guardian, there's someone that's cold. I feel like there's like reins on me, like someone's holding, like I guess a leash or holding me back. And I'm just like, let me go. Like, just mm-hmm. let me go. But they're wanting me to slow down and be like, no, I need you to sit here though, because mm-hmm. you need to sit to really appreciate this and this struggle. Because once you, I let you go, you're going to fly so far that I want you just to mm. be in this moment. So I'm like trying to refrain where I am with that. So I think I can resonate when you're struggling through moments. Obviously we're going to different things though. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm happy that you're able to like maybe take a few steps back with writing this letter. Yeah, no, thank you for saying that too. I like that visualization. Um, I, yeah, I think maybe this is something that like once I come back from like maternity leave and, and having gone through a few months of having a baby, I know that there's this thing called like fourth trimester and yeah. postpartum and all of that. And there definitely, it feels like I'm like in it right now yeah. leading up to it. And it's just like the, the whole like looking at a sunset and not, appreciating anything about it i'm just like whoa Mm. i remember when i was like deep in a depressive state like that's what that was like and it's so scary to like be back there but all that to say i think you know writing this letter does put things into perspective and it did like yesterday i was writing this i was like oh my god i was thinking about writing this like i can't do this at all and then this morning i wrote it with a clearer mind and um it did help me to just put things into perspective that this is not going to be forever yeah you know but (sighs) well something else that I really loved about your letter is you really were writing it you were speaking to yourself Mm -hmm. the way that someone is like you're like this is Helen who made it out on the other side speaking to Helen right now and letting you know that like and even the like I said the humor that you throw in there is very reflective of you kind of like 
mothering yourself right yeah, now yeah. when you do this. So, mm-hmm. And I want to add to that because I think when I hear the humor, I, I think as a friend, I'm like, I know you're still there. Like you're still there. Like that's, I don't, I don't want to say that. I, I think right now maybe the, it's, there's definitely an ident- identity. I don't say identity Christ, but that you're mm-hmm. like, it's a different it's identity. A shifting, it's a shift. Transitioning, yeah. But I think as a friend that has always, I've seen you. Uh, when you when you throw in that Helmer, the Helmer, <laughs> the Helen humor, I feel like in some ways, for me, that's a symbol that hope is always there. It's there. When, sh- when you don't have that, I know things have changed, but if you're still there and yeah. present, so I know it's, yeah. you know. But yeah, easier to, to just be like, like you were saying, Mel, it's like easier to just be like, you know, you're going to get there, yeah, but, but when you're, you're like, in it, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> I think another thing that helped me, I don't know if it helped you, but like, I think sometimes like. I felt lost because the things that used to bring me joy and awe, it didn't anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the, f- you feel like, what the fuck? But at the same time, you're like, I'm realizing other things bring me that instead now. Mm. So it's not like, before I'm like, why isn't this making me happy? It's more like, well, yeah, it sucks. But like, maybe I need to like, find other things that brought me that amount of, that kind of awe yeah. that I just need to search for. Yeah. And I think maybe just, it's like, it's like another journey to go on, but Again, I know it's it's hard in the in it too, but yeah. I seen you go through some things before, Helen. And like when I was going through my year in twenty twenty, you were like my example of how to get it out, mm. how to get out. So I know that I know everything will be fine. This is not supposed to be a therapy moment, y'all. But thank you. <laughs> and she's still there, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, neither. <laughs> I'm more flood boy. Yeah, I'm more fun. I'm more flood. <laughs> I think writing this also reveals like your deepest desires um, and your values and goals in life. You know, um, what else do you think it revealed along those lines? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think this letter has shown me that family, friends, my passions in business and also small moments in life that make life worth living, like the, you know, dancing in the living room and little, little things like that are very high on my value system. And that's been consistent with the values that I uphold for myself. So it feels very much aligned with my values, desires, and goals. And I don't think it's always aligned in the past, but ever since doing, we talk about this all the time, this values exercise, (laughs) do it y'all. But coming back to it and refining it, I do feel much more clear on my vision and what matters to me. Um, And I think a lot of what I've written in this letter for five years from now is more of an extension of who I am already today. Mm -hmm. So the foundations of my dream life in five years is already set in play. And maybe that part to me was kind of surprising. Like there wasn't really anything new, new. But I think it's also a a reflection of the type of person that I am, that I take opportunities as they come. I'm the type of person that lives in the moment. And I honestly don't really have a plan beyond one year. (laughs) If I think about it, I really don't. And I develop my dreams and my aspirations based on reality, if that if that makes sense. So this letter has shown me that I am a very rational person, that maybe I don't overset expectations for myself. Not be not really because of the fear of failure, but more so because happiness happens when results exceed expectations. And when I'm living for something in the future that I don't have yet, then I can see myself being down on myself for not getting there faster. And as a result, I can't be someone that's grateful and living in the present moment. So a lot of people say one of my characteristics is optimism and hope. And and I think this is one of the reasons why I am that way. I sort of just go with the flow, maximize every opportunity that I get. And I think that's worked out for me. But that was very present in this letter that I wrote for myself. Yeah, you definitely take a... I will say you're very good at... Um optimizing everything i'm laughing in a, it's like it's more like a social way because i feel like there's so many times i can't even think of one specifically but like 
we'd be at a place and like I know we'll have the most fun because you're like like I don't know I think we're at a club once and we already got bottles so she's like let's go on the stage okay <laughs> like we will do whatever you know just to have a good ass time but I kind of I love that about you though it just makes it really it makes things like spontaneous and fun you yeah, know yeah that's hella funny <laughs> I feel like we've done that many times <laughs> hey if the opportunity presents itself stage yeah hello <laughs> Interesting to hear your reflection of you're someone who looks at kind of like the one you're out and then uh, being able to define happiness is the difference between reality and what your ex- expectations are. Because mm-hmm. that's something that I feel like I've definitely taken to heart a lot. And I, I feel like I've done, I've become a lot more that way in the last like probably 10 years. A good mm. amount. But I found that that's, that is the most successful way to feel a sense of peace and contentment is a combination of you know you want to have excitations and to dream but also to be aware of reality yeah so and i can see that exemplified very much in your character so given that you've pulled these different um, aspects of of your values and desires and goals out of that letter what are some active ways that you can move forward to realizing this reality I would say practicing gratitude. Um, I think I need to go back to my daily affirmations and even writing notes to myself and sticking them up on my mirror and telling myself that it's more like, how do I get through this period of my life, right, to get there? And I think it's telling myself that I am strong, that these difficult days will pass and that I will get through all of this because before writing this letter and doing this reflective exercise, I felt like I was like losing it. But trying to continue for myself to be more vulnerable and sharing these feelings and these moments and not internalizing them and focusing on the, on the positives of what I have right now, that's what I'm going to try to do because I know I'm going to get through this. I know that for anyone who is going through this, that they will get through it as well. But yeah, when you're in the thick of it, it's just, it's tough. But there are things, there are tools that you can use to um, just try and mitigate some of these feelings. So that's what I'm going to try and do, trying to be more grateful and doing daily affirmations to get through this period of my life. That was beautiful. And I actually wanted to share, I remember one of our earlier speaking events, you had mentioned the gratitude exercise. And for all the different therapy things that I've done, like journaling and stuff, I remember that was the one where I was like, I couldn't really get into that. And for some of the really hard parts of this year, I started doing the gratitude exercise as well. And I made it very like the way that I, I just did three things that I'm grateful for mm. in the morning. I would do my meditation and write, and then they could be um, some of them got like, I started trying to focus on what are the things that usually annoy me and then how do I turn that into a thing I'm grateful for. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I wanted to share that. I think that seed was planted from you and that helped me a lot. And I think that's a very tangible tool to use, you know, to get out of whenever you're in a state of feeling a little bit of like head fog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I also want to add to this because I actually listening back to our old episode when I was going through my self-confidence thing in 2020 you're the one that said do stick do post notes at your bathroom bathroom uh, mirror, and I was like, yeah. oh yeah. So I feel like these. I think you know the tools too, because you, you you gave me these advice too. So I'm like, <laughs> it's like you have this in your back pocket. Yeah. Um, and you still do them today. Yeah, I do the gratitudes. I I still. It's funny because I feel like I my therapist said, make sure you practice your words of affirmation. I think you're sometimes you're gonna need it. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get back into it myself. Yeah. So I I, I feel you on that. Oof. Well, thanks, ladies. This was not supposed to be a primary social like I said earlier, but... Well, that's... I mean, I think this letter in itself is is a form of, like, self-awareness exercise, yeah. right? Self-care. I think that anyone else who does this exercise, they're going to get different things out of it. I agree. 
I can't believe we are officially in a new year. With 2022 upon us, there is no better time than now to set your intentions and implement a system that will help you stay on track with your wellness goals. Silken Sonder is a monthly wellness planner and journal. It includes trackers for your moods, meals and habits, guided prompts and around new themes, and inspiring weekly and monthly layouts to feel refreshed, rejuvenated, and focused. Y'all know I love journaling, but I especially love journals that include prompts like this one for you to answer. That way you don't feel like you're starting from scratch. One thing I really gained from Silken Sonder was a mood tracker. The weeks sometimes get really blurred and you catch yourself feeling a type of way. With the mood tracker, I was able to look back and identify the whys of the moments I was feeling low. This allows me to either address things better in the future or avoid certain situations I may typically overlook. Start setting your intentions now with Silk and Sonder. Get a new themed wellness planner every month so you can achieve your goals your way. We're offering our listeners 15% off a subscription with code ABG15OFF. Again, that's ABG15OFF for 15% off. Leverage the therapeutic power of pen to paper. Well, I am so curious to hear <laughs> Ms. Mel Mel's letter. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait for you to manifest this shit. All right. I'm, I'm laughing right now because I'm reading my first line and I was like, wow, this is such the opposite of what Janet wrote. But it's similar, but it's like, hmm, not as pretty. <laughs> I, was like, Fuck. I roll out of bed. <laughs> Put on my slippers. <laughs> okay. So I'll share mine. Again, I think it's very interesting how we each approach this. I wrote my future self in a planner. Uh, like or like a time blocks oh somebody's in a hurt planet <laughs> yeah and jupiter <laughs> i wrote this in time blocks because like, when i think of future self or day in the life i think of my like the times in my day mm. i'll just go okay i wrote it's a friday 8 a.m i wake up <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry this is not like jade is beautiful like cream color <laughs> i go 8 a.m all right, it's 8 a.m. It's 8 a.m. Also, I wrote this. I was like, wow, I could do a better job. Uh, wake up and stare at the big window to my left. <laughs> that is... <laughs> hey, you need... You need a <laughs> oh, What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, I just... I just think it's really funny how Jan is like this future... future like, picturesque scene. Like, you wake up <laughs> and the sun is gleaming through. And you're like, I got a big-ass window on my left. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Okay. I love, it. I love it. It's Friday. It's 8 a.m. I wake up. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Okay. Okay, I wake up. Okay. <laughs> There's no more window. Where the window is going No, I also like lighting, too. So. <laughs> okay, so I'll try my best. I wake up. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Not again. <laughs> it's Friday. It, and it's 8 a.m. Been 8 a.m. for two hours. <laughs> I wake up, <laughs> stare at the big window to my left. Why would I stare at a window when I just wake up? Sorry. Okay. It's 8 a.m. It's a Friday. Um, I wake up and I stare at this big window. <laughs> I see blue skies and clouds surrounding this pleasant view. I see Type A 101 in the distance and I smile. Aww. Yeah. And it's time to start my usual morning routine. <laughs> the window's not to your left anymore. Yeah, you took out that line. Yeah, the window's still there. So don't worry. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, meditate, journal, and brush my teeth. 
I'm already running late for my 9 a.m. meeting, but I run downstairs. I see my favorite food vendor and say, Zalan, to the owners, which means good morning, Mandarin, with whom I already familiarize myself with. Today, I pick up a sandwich and go next door, aka 7-Eleven, and grab an iced coffee. 9 a.m. I made it to the Zoom meeting. No window. (laughs) (laughs) I'm meeting as I check in online with Helen and Janet. It's 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time where they are. We share our weekend plans before heading into our usual business. I am so thankful that they're meeting me so late in the evening. Um, Today, I'm extra happy because... Dot, dot, dot. It's noon. I'll show the dot, dot later. My meeting ends. Since today's Friday and a special day, I got most of my stuff done during the week. Um, I start wrapping up my stuff and pack my bag. Every Friday, I have lunch with my, with my akom, which is my grandpa, and take a nice walk around the park. 12.30 p.m. I'm riding the MRT on the way to my grandpa's in Tiamu, which is only a 10 to 15 minute ride away from my apartment. Today, I want to pick up sashimi for him. It's his favorite. I arrive at the station and bus it to the mall, which has a food court and a great assortment of food. It's a food court I went to since I was a kid. I pick up some sashimi for him and a bento for myself. 1 p.m., my grandpa and I are eating in the living room. He asks me about my day and we catch up. Seeing him every week for the past two months has definitely improved my Mandarin. 3 p.m., I say goodbye to my grandpa and let him know I'll see him again for dinner this weekend. I decide to go to a new coffee shop to get some journaling and some work done. As I enjoy my iced coffee, I start to feel excitement and nerves. 5 p.m., I'm back in my apartment and checking my phone nonstop as I'm trying to distract myself with candy and Channel V. You think some Mando Pop would work, but not really. My phone dings and I run downstairs. 5.25 p.m. He's here. Smiley face. I never thought I would date someone before moving to Taiwan, but that's just what happened. This is not like everything I've ever felt before. I can't wait to explore this special place with him, aka Night Market, here we come. I feel so happy right now. I'm in the country that brings me so much joy and connection. I get to be around my grandpa and family, and I'm looking forward to seeing what this trip does for me and him. That's it. Aww. I kept it open-ended. Yeah, that was my little, like, day after 8 (laughs) a.m. What was the period of time when this um, letter takes place? I, I think it's whenever I go to Taiwan. So I think maybe in the next year or two. So it's kind of, I actually daydream within two years, yeah. two, three. So I think mm-hmm. hopefully one to three years. Well, I will just frame. say that this letter, you set the bar real low at the beginning and it exceeded that bar, way exceeded it. That was beautiful. Yeah. That was beautifully written. Really? Yeah. I agree. I mean, we were at 8 a.m. for like three hours and then it took like 15 minutes to go through the rest of the day. But um, but yeah, no, because all the little descriptors you used, I could picture in my mind. I could mind, picture it, yeah. You in, in the city of Taiwan, in your beautiful apartment, uh, your grandfather, just the little moments, the call-outs to, um, like, even s- saying, like, oh, I'm going to say good morning to the the breakfast person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels very in line with uh, with kind of the things that you've been envisioning. Yeah. And that dot, 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 though. I, know. I was like, <laughs> I think if they wanted to, like, the meeting part, like, I'm pretty sure, like, because I, 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 when I wrote that, I was like, you guys are going to ask me about it, but, like, in the letter, I wanted to save it to the end to reveal that someone's here that it's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually dating someone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know. so all of these things that Mel has wanted is manifested in this letter where you are in Taiwan, you are living your life there, you are with your grandpa eating sushi and eating amazing, because you said like sashimi and bento bugs, Yeah, right? he loves that, yeah. That looks, sounds amazing. And then you have a date and you go to the night market. Yeah. Like, that sounds like Mel's dream. Yeah. yeah. 
So it definitely was. I also wanted to like include that. Like I just envisioned like it's I mean, your ideal life, but I'm still working with ABG. Like I'm still there. We have our yeah. meetings still and we want to make it work. So it's like an ideal world. Everything just works out. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it doesn't even sound like that far fetched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, all of everything that you mentioned sounds very much within reach, mm-hmm. which is so exciting. Yeah. Did this letter surprise you in any way or was the day in the life what you kind of expected for your future? Um, this letter actually did not surprise me at all. I think you guys probably both know that with what you shared. I think Taiwan has been on my mind for a while now. I've always imagined what my day-to-day life would be. And I always like these little like going to the breakfast spots and like maybe like doing the meetings. Like these like, I don't say mundane things, but these little mundane details really add up to your day. And I love those moments. Um, I also know that I really want to go back to visit my grandpa more often since he is alone. You know, he's living by himself. But I think when I was writing this letter, I wanted to create my own, my own life in Taiwan. And I pictured having my go-to coffee shops and feeling like I, I felt comfortable navigating this space that felt, that feels new, but also familiar. Um, yeah, I think the main thing I, I wrote is like, I wanted to envision the experience of a blend of comfort and, um, like I wrote, like, I know this mall near my grandpa's apartment. I know the food stalls there because I grew up living there, but I, I mean, I grew up there, but seeing a, a, a blend of like a new experience was like, I'm going to be living in a different area myself. So it was like, how do I, how do I translate that into paper? Mm. And to be honest, when I was writing the letter, I had two directions I wanted to go. Um, but I decided to go with my gut, which I'll talk about more later. What do you think this um, letter that you wrote to your future self revealed about your values, your desires, or your goals in life? I think it revealed how I'm wanting a near future experience. So nothing too far along. I want something closer. Um, instead of seeing something 10 years from now, I automatically think of like one to three years. So I think this happened to me last time when I wrote this letter with Justin. It's like I'm always thinking like one to three years versus like 10. And I don't know, maybe it's just like, I don't know. It's, you know, it's really weird. I feel like I'm a dreamer. You guys know I like to fantasize. But maybe I just, I want something. Nowadays, my dreams feel a little bit more tangible. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of more like... Far, far enough that I could, I could push myself to reach it, but not so far removed that I might get disappointed. Maybe kind of like mm-hmm. how long you shared. So I think lately I've just been feeling, or the past few years, that's been the trend of my dreams. So I'm just kind of like, I kind of like that though. Yeah. You know, again, I, it's no secret I want to experience Taiwan, so it definitely came out in the letter. I think a desire I was exploring is whether I wanted to have a partner or not, which is the, the thing I said earlier. Like I went with my gut, but. Um, like when I was writing this, I, c- I could have gone in a direction of where I was still single and I would have been okay with that, like just being in Taiwan by myself. But I think my desire for a partner is greater than not having one. So I think that's one thing I realized. Like, I think I'm okay. I- I'm totally fine being single, but if I had to choose a partner being single, I would love to experience what it's like to be with a partner. So I wrote that part in. Mm. And I think in the back of my head, I also thought about like, I mean, I met with a psychic earlier the earlier last year and she said to me I would meet someone during a time when I didn't think it was a right time aka I thought maybe if I maybe I, I don't know why I vision like I've been wanting Taiwan for so long what are the chances I finally meet someone that I want to like be with I'm just like great this time came when I wanted to just do some exploring and um I decided just to write that in another desire for writing that in is because I still want to feel independent and love out the things I want to and have a partner that understands and that and gives me that space to explore. So I think having him come in and visit me versus like he's there with me at all times. I wanted that separation because I do feel like as an individual, I have things I want to experience and live out aside from being a partner. 
but also I want a partner to experience that side of myself. So I wanted to have that separation, but also that connection. Very minute, but distinct difference between like having a partner in your letter versus having someone who you're kind of seeing and just exploring and getting to experience things with Mm -hmm. because I do think that you're a type of person that when you find someone that vibes with you well you love being around that person and just experiencing life with that person Mm -hmm. so I can see that even though you want to do your own thing it's like it is nice to have someone to explore the night markets with and 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 gush over food about Mm -hmm. and things like that so yeah your letter was great, Mel. Yeah. Started off like I woke up. <laughs> woke up there were a the lot morning. of windows in the room that she woke up in. <laughs> well, what are some active things that you can do right now to move you closer to your ideal date in the life? Yeah, so I just sit on this for a bit. I'm thinking about what Taiwan represents for me, and if I can't really go now, what are ways I can get similar fulfillments through other other activities? So, for example. Taiwan, I really just want to know my family history. So can I learn more about my family history by spending more time with my family on the phone or here in California now? You know, there's other ways I can learn. Yeah, so Taiwan, again, um, I think I want to experience like putting myself out there by meeting new people in certain environments. So one thing that excites me is seeing how I can act in new social environments, obviously. So what are ways I can find out here in L.A.? Um, so whether that's, I get invited to events that I'm actually excited about and no one wants to go with me. Can I, am I okay with just going by myself and making new friends there? Because I think this, this comes actually relates back to college where I felt so much confidence because I would just be out by myself exploring different clubs and I like had to just like turn on and like, I was very more out, I was outgoing more. I was really friendly, extroverted, but it actually like benefited me so much by putting myself out there. And I feel like I haven't done that in so many years because I grown comfort Mm-hmm. in my my settings which is also a great thing in itself but how can I push myself out my boundaries my bubble a little bit more and another thing is like just exploring new restaurants and or coffee shops by myself I love I love just being alone and doing these things because I feel like these are type of things that people might feel kind of uncomfortable like eating alone or whatever but I take pride in like if I get over the experience I feel I feel actually really comfortable having a book at Cheesecake Factory you know like I'm able to do these things and the last thing is Taiwan represents just wanting personal growth, which is all these activities combined in one. So I think for now I can continue with my mini goals and continue like learning Korean and on, on these little like lessons or like things I'm setting for myself on a like minute level that I think will add up to a new experience. So there's some things I'm doing right now. I love that um, you're able to sort of find ways to do that here because I know this dream of Taiwan is just so it seems like it keeps falling through your fingertips of like ah the freaking pandemic is like getting in your way but Mm -hmm. the fact that you can try and find those moments here before you get there is uh, the best way for you to sort of just continue moving forward towards your dreams yeah Wow, these letters, y'all. Yeah. Hello. It's like a peek into like our futures. I know. Crazy. It's fun too. There's something about it that makes me go, I can't. It's like, even though there's like moments of doubt and moments of like, it's weird because I'm, I'm, right now I'm sitting here with you both in this current state and I don't want to rush our future, but I'm also excited to see who we, who we become. Mm. And if this vision and this, this portrait of the life we, we painted is actually going to come. 
yeah. to fruition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a beautiful exercise. Thanks, Mel, for bringing this to our attention. Um, and thank you all listeners for joining us today as we read our future day in the lives. We hope this is an exercise that some of you out there might be able to try and either find it cathartic or maybe it can help you learn something about your values and your goals in life. And maybe it'll reveal something that you didn't know that you actually wanted for mm-hmm. yourself. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash support or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonate with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. If you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called GRBG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is asianbossgirl. And the lovely shout-outs for this week's episode from Alice to Annabelle in Toronto. Happy birthday, Annabelle. I can't celebrate with you in person this year, so hoping the ABG ladies can help quadruple that love. P.S. to ABG, you guys are like our big sisters. We love you. Oh, we love you ladies too. Also in Toronto from Asawari to Felicia. Congratulations, Felicia, on your upcoming wedding. I'm so proud of you for all the planning that you're doing and navigating through the process with grace and the positivity that you're known for. Thanks for being a great friend and also introducing me to ABG. From Emily, also in Toronto, to Carol. Hi, Carol. Thanks for being an amazing friend and now podcast co-host. Thanks to ABG for inspiring us to start our own podcast. Hello, real world. Hi, ladies. We love to hear another podcast starting. And from Chad to Emily in Walnut, California, congratulations on getting your new HR position in downtown LA. You put in the work and it's finally paying off. I am here for you through thick and thin. We love a good support message. From Adu to Karen in Markham, Canada, congratulations. Congrats on your baby boy. So proud of you for being a new mama. Oh, we love celebrating new little humans coming into the world as well. And from Anonymous to their ABG mentor in Chicago, thanks to my ABG mentor for giving me the opportunity to take over the program you shaped. The office bosses are mad you named me your successor, and months after you left, they already took it away. But your believing in me still made a difference. Thank you. If you'd like to send a few words of encouragement or a shout out to a friend, check out the link in the show description or our link tree in our link in bio on Instagram and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. And with that, we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.